Well, it's January 2020. It's a new year, same old cast house with lipstick and cowboy boots. Today, this evening, I am talking to the one and only Marissa Epp, financial advisor. Uh, she's going to cover some things here that are quite important, including insurance, perhaps retirement planning, RRSPs, TFSAs, benefits, all the good things that nobody really wants to talk about, but we all should be talking about. Marissa, how are you? I'm good, Kathy. How are you? I'm wonderful. This deep freeze is so nice, but you know what? I already told you about how I do my glamorous podcasting. I'm sitting in my truck in a parking lot where I have service, but the truck is warm, so it's okay. Are you warm in Saskatchewan? No, that's going to be a hard <laughs> no. Um... We have a few trees, but they're few and far between, and essentially it's approximately minus 47 here, and yeah, it's not warm at all. Gross. It's not warm at all. We were lucky for a long time yeah. with a mild winter, but, you know, Mother Nature had to laugh at us and throw us this. And if it would have just, like, rode out until, like, even mid-March, I would have been less jealous of all the Arizona people. Same. You know those ones? Yeah, yeah, those ones. <laughs> yeah, we know those ones. <laughs> we so that's why we're going to talk about that. How can we be those people? Yes, we're going to talk about it. Okay, so first thing I want to know is how did you get into financial planning? Um, let's talk about your background with all this. How did you get into it? So I, after high school, all my post-secondary education is in finance. Um, and I've taken some other courses after that. I essentially started in the banking system. I worked for ATB for a while. I was born and raised in Alberta, so... I was with ATV for, I don't know, three-ish years, two-ish years. Then we moved to Saskatchewan because my husband's a Saskatchewan boy and you can't take them out of Saskatchewan for right. too long. Right. And so we, when we moved back here, I started with the credit union here and I was with them for about six years. So um, I've done everything from personal lending to agricultural lending to investments to now insurance. And my, my passion has really always been in the financial planning and just helping people prepare and talk about money and what they need to make sure their family's safe and that they're actually planning for the future. Because like you said before, I feel like it's one of those things that's just taboo and nobody wants to talk about money, even yeah. though we deal with it every single day. Yeah, absolutely. I really every do day. think there's um, a lot of people have a lot of guilt. Like they know they're probably overspending and not saving enough, things like that. But we should talk about it. People should get budgets kind of locked down, especially like, why not now? It's the beginning of a new year. You may as well. Sometimes I feel like people need a time to start and, you know, they could just start today or the middle of the year, but they like to have that countdown. So, okay, here we are, first month of the brand new year. So let's go. Okay. So, so let's say someone's going to have an appointment with you. What does a, what's a typical appointment kind of go like? Um, so I guess it obviously kind of depends on what the person needs and what their family structure looks like. So we kind of talk about that. What are your goals? Um, where you're at in your life phase, whether you've got little kids, whether you're closer to retirement. Lots of times we talk about um, a life insurance. Yeah. Why you should have your own policy as opposed to either not having any or relying on mortgage insurance or relying on insurance through work. Right. I like to kind of call those like work insurance, I like to call them like benefit or a bonus, bonus life insurance, I guess, because you never know when your life's going to change. If you're going to leave that job, um, yeah. if maybe your next job won't have benefits. So to have your own life insurance policy is really important. So, and, and wills too, I talk about them quite often because like 40% of people have a will. And That's crazy. it's like, it's probably one of the most important things that you can do. Um, yeah. especially, I mean, everybody should have them, whether you're single or whether you're, you know, have, 
15 children. Everybody should have a will. But um, we talk, I usually talk a lot, people, and we usually want to go into retirement planning and talk about how they can save for retirement. Or some people like to talk about how we can get on a budget, how we can start to pay down some debt, um, and just basically have a tangible plan because really you need a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Um, and then some people too, we talk about, depending on what they have, education savings, I do a lot of RESPs, the difference between different RESPs. Um, I do benefits as well. So it kind of, I tailor it obviously to the person, but yeah, um, yeah we cover quite a, a few lot. topics. A lot of things. Okay. So then yeah, what, what do you, so you said you enjoy helping people plan, but so what specifically do you enjoy the most? What do you like to talk about the most when we're talking finances with people? Um, you know, I honestly love all of it, but I would say I really like, my niche is kind of in, well, I, I deal a lot in the rodeo world, obviously, and yeah. people who, who have the same lifestyle as me. I barrel race, and yes. I do mountain shooting, and I have small children, and we ranch, and we raise cattle, and we're on the road a lot, too, all summer. So I deal with a lot of people that are like me. I deal with a lot of farm families. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I love talking about it all. I love investments. I really love helping people actually earn interest and seeing them you know have compound interest grow every month and being like wow we actually can save money we actually can get to a goal or people that are you know that I help get them on a cash flow plan yeah and they actually start to see their debt decrease and they're like well this is actually possible right um but too you know like honestly I've had um a client I guess who passed away who I had done insurance for and that's probably one of the most important and I, I I don't want to use the word rewarding because that sounds morbid but yeah. to know that that family can go on and yes. can function and live because we actually put a plan in place is extremely I don't know again I shouldn't say rewarding but is important I guess no that's understandable I don't think it's morbid yeah. I get where you're coming from there I know what are you yeah, finding I, that you're helping people out with the most um Again, again, it kind of depends on their life phase. I've been doing a lot more farm succession planning okay. now, too. It's all really becoming, I think people are, are, especially in our generation, they're starting to actually talk about it more. Yeah. Um, and, like, how we can pass on the family farm if we have one, you know, one child who's, um, what's the word more? If we have one child who's going to take over the farm, but we have two other kids who aren't farming, but we want to pay them out without having to sell off or part out the farm, because okay. that's essentially what happens. So there's been a lot of that talk, which is great. Um, life insurance is a great way to help with that or different um, tax planning strategies, I guess I'd say. Cool. But for And for the regular average everyday person, um, lots of times it's just, you know, we want some life insurance in place, some critical illness in place, and we want to start putting away $50 a month so we can afford to retire one day. Yeah. Okay. So That's people people are able to do that with fifty bucks a month. So how with where are they going to put that fifty bucks a month to be able to retire one day? Is that going to be into tax free savings account? Your RRSPs? Like what is it? What are they doing with that? 50 so bucks? usually I recommend if you are paying taxes at the end of the year, if you say you're either self employed or you maybe make extra income on top of your regular T four income. Um, I usually recommend that we put it into an RSP okay. because you get a, a tax credit with right. your RSP. So it'll actually decrease the amount of tax you have to pay. Okay. So that's usually kind of my, um, my standard. If the person doesn't usually pay tax at tax time, just wants to put away some money, TFSAs are 
such an underutilized tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and but they have to be used properly. Lots of people want to open them with their bank and use it as a regular savings account. Yeah. And they roll the money in and they roll the money out, and that's not really the purpose of a tax-free savings. So yes. if you, you know, if you, like I, I actually invest them, put them into accounts, you know, based on a person's risk tolerance, and then really make sure that they're gaining some interest, and that's the purpose of a TFSA. Because then when you pull all that money out, later in life, either for retirement or whichever, you don't have to pay tax on any of the interest you've earned. So they're a super awesome tool. They're just misunderstood. Right. And so, because we were talking about this, because I'm moving some of my finances over to with you, tax-free savings accounts with the banks are only earning what kind of a percentage of interest versus tax-free savings accounts with an advisor like yourself? Like, what's the difference there? Well, it really depends on... I guess, who in the banking system you invest them with. Lots of people, you just, you know, go to the teller and you say, I want to open a TFSA, and they're just put into what is essentially a savings account. Yeah. Um, because the person isn't licensed to actually do investments, so right. they have to put them into something that's guaranteed interest. So typically those ones you're going to earn maybe at 1% if you're lucky. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> some are half a percent. Yeah. And, I mean, and the key to a TFSA is to actually earn interest so that you then don't have to pay tax on interest earned. So when you're only gaining a half a percent, it takes a really long time for that to even make sense. My tax-free savings so, account interest last month was 84 cents. <laughs> mm-hmm. Brutal. Yes, that's the thing. Yeah. And I mean, how does that make sense when you're paying, you know, on one vehicle loan, you're paying 300 of your $600 payments is going to interest. Yeah, that's crazy. So if, you, if you're going to pay the bank the interest and be paying those type of interest rates, and, and not that interest rates are expensive right now, but it still adds up. Yeah. Um, make sure that you're making money on your money. Right. You know, have it work for you. So, yeah, um, tax frees are really a great investment. And, and they're nice because you can get to them if you need to get to them. Whereas an RSP, you know, if you want to pull that money back out, you do get taxed on it because they've already given you credit. Right. A TFSA, you can use if you need to. So they're a great way to save, kind of out of sight, out of mind. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So I was really lucky when I used to work with my previous employer that I was with for six and a half years. Um, We got enrolled into an RRSP kind of deal. So the the employer had also matched my contributions and I was there for six and a half years. And I never really looked at those accounts. And then one day I looked after I had been let go of that job and, and the amount of money was in there was really surprising to me and I was really excited about it because then I thought, okay, well, you know, maybe one day I can buy a house with my RRSP money. So can we just kind of lightly touch on um, how it works? Because there's a lot of people that don't know how an RRSP works. Um, so let's say I'm going to be, I'm going to try and go and buy a house. So can you just kind of explain like a first time home buyer and using RRSPs? Yeah, so there is there's two different ways that you can pull money from RSP without having to pay tax, without having to pay tax on it. So there's what's called the first time home buyer's plan, and there is one called the lifelong learning plan. So if you wanting if you're wanting to pull money out to purchase a house, if you have not had a principal residence residence within the last four years, then you can take up to twenty five thousand. I think they just increased it to twenty five thousand. Um, out of your RSP for a down payment, and then essentially you pay that back over 15 years 15. when you do your taxes. Okay. So they'll just, yeah, divide it by it. But you you don't have to pay the tax credit. It's just 
or you don't have to pay your taxes back on it. So they just basically loan it to you and then you repay it on your tax return. And over 15 so it's a years, great that's way. doable. Yeah, and it's a great way to be able to buy a house because that's the problem. So many people don't have a down payment. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah. So, so even like I said, even putting away 50 bucks a month and investing it, I think I kind of forgot the last half of my last question. But um, when I invest, I, you know, we do an actual risk tolerance questionnaire. It's about eight questions and it talks about, you know, if you're very conservative with your money or more risky with your money, how we want to invest it. Um, and I have a few companies I invest with because I'm independent. I can use essentially any company out there. So, um, and, and lots of them, you know, because they're in the actual markets and they, they're invested properly, they will earn you significantly more interest than you would in a bank. This is Um, adult shit that we need to talk about. I know. (laughs) Exactly. And I'm really anal about investments. So I check my clients' investments every week because I'm just anal about investments. I really like money. Yeah, I I really like money too. And I used to really like money out in the pasture where I could see it, but now I like it in the bank. See, and I, like, I'm still both. Yeah. I'm still both. I also like it hanging in my pack room. Yeah. I feel like people can relate to that. Absolutely, they can. Okay, so then let's talk about um, some budget planning. Like, so we've talked about this kind of stuff. Um, Cash. Let's just talk about it. Like, what should a a single girl like me be able to be spending on groceries a week versus maybe a family of four? What are are we doing? Like, you talk about using cash for those kinds of things. How much is reasonable? If you want to really get down to budget and say I need to live on a certain amount mm-hmm. you have to go back to cash Yeah, cards have made us so far removed from our money mm-hmm. because it's not a tangible thing anymore you just it's just like a number right and you can swipe and if that card doesn't work we move to the next card and if that doesn't work we move to the next card and, and I feel like you have to go back to cash so you can actually say okay I have $100 this week to spend on food and entertainment and this is all I have yeah So, I mean, as far as, like, it really comes down to how much income you have coming in. Like, I I do actual cash flow plans with people and say, okay, this is what you bring home. These are all your fixed expenses. This is the dollar amount that you can now spend per week. But honestly, I have families of four that live off $100 a week for food and entertainment. Amazing. Now, it's not a lot. Nope. But it is doable. And it's really your priorities. It's like all of this thing, you know, all of these things. It's your priorities. Yeah. People, you know, like even getting life insurance, people are like, oh, it's too expensive. But like, I have insured people for 25 bucks a month. And okay. what's 25 bucks a month? Like, I mean, your cell phone bill costs more than that. My cell phone bill sure costs more than that. Yeah. So it's all about your priorities. That's really, um, but yeah. that's good to say it's about your priorities and make people think about that because some people just, mm-hmm. it's, oh, it's money or, oh, it was just one time I did yep. this or that or, you know. Yeah, what are your priorities? What do you want to do? Like myself right now, I have a whole bunch of horse debt that I have accumulated and really no horse to show for it anymore. Stella's now a broodmare and not mine. So um, what's our best way, I guess, cash really and determining your priorities? But how do you pay down debt? Like let's say you've got a line of credit that's a little high and your visa that's a little bit high. What do you do? There's a snowball method, I believe, that you've mentioned before. Can we talk about that? Yeah. So if you ever Google, I'm, I'm actually like a fairly big fan of Dave Ramsey. He's out of the States. 
Um, but he has what's called the snowball method, and he has one that I think he calls it the avalanche method. I can't, it, it, it's the other way. But anyways, the snowball method is essentially you start putting more money than what your minimum payment would be on either your smallest debt. That's typically what it is. You put it onto your small, like the smallest amount owing. Yeah. And then make minimum payments on your other ones. And then once you get that first one paid off, you take the money that you were putting on there and then you put it onto your next smallest debt so that you're essentially snowballing um, and paying off each smaller debt to get to the bigger one. And it works. It absolutely works. Um, and between that and, you know, sticking with cash, yeah, it will, it makes a huge, huge difference. Sticking but with cash, I'm also not yeah. one, I don't want everybody to like not have fun anymore. Yeah. You know what? The then thing. for us in Canada, when it's minus 45, what do you want to be doing outside? <laughs> oh, so true. So, um, so how can we one day be in Arizona instead of minus 45? How do we plan for that? The fun, fun retirement. You want to start now. That's the thing. So many people want to wait until they're like 50, right? Because we want to have fun. And I get it. We got to get through life. You know, even, you have, even if you have, like I have kids right now and they suck me dry. Don't, like, don't get me wrong. Coffee's freaking <laughs> expensive and baking into all these things. It's expensive. Yeah. But we still have to be putting away our 50 bucks or 100 bucks for retirement. And pensions are awesome. If you have a job that has a pension, like you were talking about, the one that matches it. Yeah. If you have a company that matches your pension, Make sure you are maxing that out. So if they put, if you put in six percent, they'll put in six percent. Max it out. Put in your six percent. Yeah. There's people that only want to put in two percent because they think it's going to make a difference um, in their budget at the end of the day. But it's not. You're not going to notice that four percent. It's like that money didn't exist, and you're getting free money. Yeah. So make sure things like that are done. But you need to save your own money too, whether it be in a TFSA or an RSP, because people have this notion that the government will just take care of them when they go to retire. Right. And, like, it's not true. The average CPP check for, like, 2019 is, like, $620 a month. Oh, my gosh. That's what you get. And then, like, you can get some old-age pension on that. But, I mean, if you make, if you get $800 a month in retirement, you know, count yourself lucky. Yeah. And what is that, what is that going to pay for? I mean, you can't have any debt. You can't have any debt going into retirement because, you know, like, and even a nursing home, like, there's nursing homes that cost $3,000 a month to live in. Yep. So we have to start saving. We have got to start saving. And and don't wait until you're 55 to start doing it because you'll think, okay, I've been working for 35 years and now I want to retire in 10. Now what? Right. You know, it's, that's a lot of years to make up for. So like I said, even if you can only put away your $50 or $100, um, do it. Just do it and make sure you're getting something with interest. Exactly. And that's the biggest thing. And same with... You know, if you have pension money that's sitting out there somewhere, that's sitting in a bank or sitting still with the investment company or a pension company, there's A, probably nobody looking at it or doing anything with it. Um, and it's sitting in most likely a group account. So it's not tailored to you and what your goals are and when you're going to retire. It's just based on a giant pool of people. Yeah, and really, so um, my RRSPs, they're in the bank. They're in the one bank where that employer had decided they were going to be RBC. I bank with CIBC. So I had said to you I was going to take that RSP and bring it over to CIBC. But when I went in there, um, I have no had no conversation with the guy that is going to open up this account for me and be the one that's doing this banking and investing for me. Does he really have my best interest in mind? And, hey, I don't have a million dollars in the bank, so does he really give a shit about me or am I just another number versus being able to find someone like you 
that's your main that's your main job is to do this and you want to help people like me like yourself you know that's great and that's I think people need to think outside the box of just like regular banking and find uh, a financial mm-hmm. advisor like you or you know if they don't want to use more sex they don't like her for some reason fine but find someone you know yeah. Which I'm obviously extremely likable, so I don't know <laughs> what what the problem would be. I told Kathy I'm scared to do a podcast because I don't really have a filter. Hey, but you've done and, really good um, so far. <laughs> great, I have for once. This is amazing for me. I'm trying really hard. I'm proud but, of you. Yeah, you're right. It, you know what? And to find somebody who, you know, with with someone like me, I have I have financial planning software that can say, okay, if you have this much saved up by this age, you could actually retire at 65. Whereas so many people are just hoping, yeah, you know, that they can retire at 65 or they're like, okay, I got to 65, I'm going to retire. And that's why you see so many people in their 70s still working because either they tried to retire and they were like, oh, we can't afford this. Yeah. And and that's what happens because you, you didn't talk to someone, you know, you need to have, I feel like you got to have some type of a plan. Um, I don't know, with money, people just want to bury their heads in the sand and hope, hope it works out. It's the same as, like, life insurance or having a will. You just hope it never happens to you. Hope it works out in the end. And if it does, awesome. But nine times out of ten, it's not as smooth sailing as people think or as, yeah. as people hope for. Um, so, yeah, the communication. And honestly, that's one of the other reasons that I did this and that I became independent and started my own company is because working in the banking system, I would hear that from people all the time. Mm-hmm. Like when they, you know, when I have a client come back to me after a year, they're like, wow, you're still here. This is amazing. Like, it's so nice to not have to tell my story over again. I heard that all the time, especially from farmers. Yeah. They get so tired of having to explain who they are, what they do, how their operation works, um, what their goals are over and over to different people. And I mean, people do like, and it's no, you know, Nothing on those people who are working in that bank because they want to move up. They want to, you know, they have to do what they have want to do. But I mean, for me, this is it. This is what I do. I'm 100% invested to my clients and and their needs. And I want people to be able to, you know, text me or message me and say, oh, like, you know, can we have a meeting? Can we do it over the phone? Can you come to my house? Um, yeah, you've been really easy to really easy to work with in what the last week and I mean hey I'm the crappy one here because we had talked about this a year ago and I was going to move things over and then it just slipped my mind and you know you kind of forget about it and you just think like even going from that last year to now and us talking about it and looking at paying attention to the um interest like that 84 cents on my TFSA and like looking at my RRSP and I definitely had more money in my RRSP last year than this year and that's not because um, I put any money or took any money out that's just the way it panned out but was anybody calling me was anybody talking to me about it no not at Mm -hmm. all so I uh, feel really good about my decision to start working with you and I really hope that um, some other people decide to reach out to you and uh, get the ball rolling whether that's going to be a will or life insurance or TFSAs, RSPs, whatever, they decide with you what's best for them. I, but I hope that people start kind of paying attention to their money and where it's going and what it's doing and looking down the road. Um, what else do you want to touch on, Marissa? Um, you know what? I think that's, I don't know. I feel like we, we covered lots of topics, that's for sure. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm 
really here too. Like there's so many people who are like, I don't know what I have. I don't know what I need to be doing. Or they feel like they have something, but they aren't sure. And I do lots of just like second opinions, going through people's statements. You know, if you have something somewhere and you and it's good and it's earning you good interest or you do have a life insurance policy that's totally covering you, I will tell you. Yeah. I am as upfront and honest as they come. I'm not, I didn't get into this job to make a buck. Um, I, I, I don't know. I really really do feel that I'm down to earth. I wouldn't tell my clients anything that I wouldn't do. Yeah. It's pretty much my motto. So, yeah, I don't know. That's really it. Start saving for retirement so you can go to Arizona and not be stuck here in a decrease. Yes. Make sure you have your will and your life insurance in place because it could happen to you. Yes. That's the bottom line. Absolutely. I mean, life happens. Um, yeah, I do benefits too. I do RESPs, education savings plans. And there's like, that's a whole another conversation because there's so many different RESPs out there and they're not all created equal. Okay. So I talk to people a lot about those two because I know kids' educations are important um, to parents. Yeah. And yeah, that's well, really. Well, yeah, awesome. Okay, where can people find you if they want to get a hold of you rather than flooding my inbox? How can I get them to find you? Oh, well, um, you can go to my website, which is just marissaf.com. Um, I'm on Facebook, too. I'm pretty active on Facebook. Um, it's just Marissa F. Financial Advisor. So you can message me through there, through my website. You can flood Kathy's inbox, and she'll give you my <laughs> phone number. This is true. Um, yep. You can message me privately. I'm honestly really easy to get a hold of. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah. And I mean, like I said, I do evening appointments. I do weekend appointments. My biggest thing, too, is I have two little kids that are three and six, and I refuse to, uh, like, especially when I was working, take time off work, drive them to the city with my small little children who I know I'm not going to accomplish anything in appointment because they're annoying me super bad. <laughs> so I do a lot of appointments, you know, with people in the evenings on the weekends because I get it. You work and you don't yeah. want to take, people don't even want to really leave their houses anymore. No. You know, or especially talk to people that they don't know about things they don't know about. Yeah. Which I get. So, yeah. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Lipstick and Cowboy Boots podcast. If you have any questions for Marissa, be sure to reach out to her, marissaepp.com or Marissa Epp Financial Advisor on Facebook. Again, if you enjoyed this podcast, please write and review and pass it on to your friends, whoever you think may benefit from listening to what Marissa has to say. As well, I'm hoping to be in your ear once a month this year and also spring merchandise. Be on the lookout. It's happening. It's just a matter of time. We just got to get through this deep freeze here in January. So stay warm out there and until next time, take care.